0: So, again, like we've talked about – I think we talked about the beginning of last week's show. We'll talk about it again here. What is the NFL this year? Like, I mean, this league just really doesn't make sense right now.
1: Well, I mean, any given week in the NFL, you just never know who's going to show up, who's not going to show up.
0: Um, I mean, the –
1: really difficult time for someone to make a parlay. Can we just say- uh,
0: it, It's impossible. I mean, like, we live in a world where the Dolphins are good. Tom Brady has, I don't even know who he was throwing to this weekend. The Patriots are in last place. I mean, what is this? This is week four of not just the NFL, but also LR Weekly. And we're back. Uh, a little Zoom-style coming at you um some work related hazards got in the way from an in-person meeting but you know what we'll do it zoom style we, yeah. you know through the wonders of technology we can still bring you a podcast this week um and maybe through the wonders of technology tua is walking i don't
1: We would like to announce that Tua died on Sunday. I mean, my goodness. Brought back to life.
0: Like, I when he that was legitimately horrifying to watch. Like it was scary. Like when he took those first couple of steps, like when he first stood up, he was wobbly and you're like, that's not good. And then he took a couple of steps and you're like, dude, stop. And he stumbles and he falls. Right. First of all, I feel like if that happens on an NFL football field and we'll get to the outcome of the game because the outcome of the game is important to talk about. But I think like with all this talk about CTE and everything else, like with that situation, you can't let him back in the game, period.
1: Ever. I think the NFL is doing some investigating on concussion protocols that were followed uh, by the Miami Dolphins uh, training staff. But at the end of the day. Uh, you almost got to believe that it was, hey, I'm good. Put me back in the game so we can win this, which, you know, it's a big game, but life is a bigger game, you know. Correct.
0: More
1: to life than a game. And if he goes back in there, takes a hit to the head, again, you don't know what. Now, there's calling it a back injury. They said that he was having trouble walking because he got, like, back spasms. I don't see it. I know. I, I'm i sorry. Um, I'm not calling the uh, Dolphins training staff liars, but I'm not calling them a trufa.
0: <laughs> well, and I think like if you look at this, like any way that you look at these stats, any way you look at the stats, the Bills should have won the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, no-
0: Josh Allen. 400 yards and two touchdowns but can we also just talk about the fact here that the Buffalo Bills attempted 63 passes in that football right. game? I mean it's one of those where you look at this Josh Allen throws for 400 yards and two touchdowns and you lose. Right? I you know man I just I I don't know I but again now the question comes up are the Dolphins good? and i well, think the answer now has to be yes right and we were calling the bills
1: a wagon right because nobody circles the wagon like the buffalo bills but last week i feel like we saw a very one dimensional bills team um you know what would i as a bears fan would i love to be able to throw the ball 63 times a game absolutely
0: Justin Fields hasn't even attempted 63 passes this year. Correct. But here's the kicker.
1: I would rather win football games than throw the ball 63 times,
0: period. Well, so, and you look, Josh Allen was their leading rusher. Right. I, he that's, had 47 yards rushing. That's a problem for yeah, them. Right. A and huge you, problem. You
1: look at that, and that's a stat that we have to pay attention to for the rest of the season because of the Bills are going to be a pass- first offense now they can be successful but you have to be two-dimensional you have to be able to have a run game that sets up your pass game and a pass game that sets up your run game you have to have that in the NFL and if you don't your team is going to struggle in the playoffs now I'm saying that the Bills are probably going to make the playoffs I would so. The success they have in the playoffs is going to depend on if they can create some sort of run game outside of Josh Allen running the football.
0: Well, and I think you look at the Bills. I mean, Devin Singletary was supposed to be that feature back for them. And like you look at this idea so far this year for the entire 2022 season, he only has 80 yards rushing through three games. I mean, that is a huge red flag because as you know, we talked a little bit last week about this idea of defense traveling. And when you go on the road, you have to be able to have a run game. You know, we'll touch on the Packer game here in a little bit, but like that's really what spurred the Packers on is that ability to have that run game nice. to then open up stuff for Josh Allen. Because as good as Josh Allen is, and listen, Josh Allen is a top three NFL quarterback. I don't think there's any doubting anymore that you have to put him in that top tier. But at the same time, you can't be reliant on 63 pass attempts to be your offense. Because when you get on the road late in December, January, as you get in those poor weather games, if you don't have a run attack.
1: Yeah. Especially in Buffalo. Right. I mean,
0: correct. I mean, you might have 37 inches of Lake effect snow right on the ground. And then you look at the other side of the
1: statistics, the Miami dolphins who won the football game two only threw the ball 18 times. For 186 yards and 102 of those 186 yards were to Jalen Waddle. Now, uh, is Waddle the number one receiver in Miami over Tyreek Hill? And if that's the case, Miami's got something special. Because if your number two wide receiver is Tyreek Hill, you're in pretty good shape. You know They got a great tight end in Mike Kisecki. Um, Again, Miami looking for a run game as well. 21 yards was the leading rusher for Miami, Chase Edmonds. Now, granted, he had two touchdowns. So, I'm, you know, a couple of his rushes were f- from the goal line. However, again, for both of these teams, you are, and it's crazy because the Bears are, com- you know, as a Bears fan, this is like the complete opposite of the Bears. It's like, yeah, you're successful, but you need to develop a run game. The Bears have developed a run game and now they have to develop a pass game. I would rather be in the position of a team that's 2 and 1 or 3 and 0 oh, that needs to develop something as opposed to a team that's 0 oh and 3 like some team in Vegas that you th- thought had a really great offense and now it's where do you go from there?
0: What well, you look at this the Bills have 497 total yards of offense and only scored 19 points. Yeah, it puts 447
1: of those yards came from Josh Allen throwing or running the ball.
0: They possess the ball for 41 minutes yeah. out of 60, and you lose.
1: Right, and that's the thing. You read those statistics to someone, and you're you're thinking that, well, the Bills had to have won that football game. But, again, stats don't tell the whole story, you know. Um, so big win for Miami. Uh, again, is Buffalo in trouble? There's no reason to overreact. That was a big game at home for Miami. Uh, well, I think- no
0: one plays well down there. Like, that that's that's the absolute fact, is that no one plays well. You have Buffalo who left nice, temperate upstate New York. It was 100-plus degrees. Like, that is a hard place to play. Right. Yes. Not necessarily even because of the fan noise in that environment, but just because of the – the weather that you have, just as much as Buffalo has one late in the season, Miami has one early in the season. And I listen, I mean, right now, your first place undefeated Miami Dolphins, Charles's fins, right? Are absolutely on a roll. Um, a roll got
1: stopped on Sunday.
0: Yeah. I, you know, you look at this Kansas City indie game, first of all, again, a very Weird football, like I just—I felt like a lot of these games were weird.
1: Well, and I think it was a game where you know we were watching it. It was on a, one of our three TVs that we have on Sundays at the Lemke household. But obviously, with Sunday ticket, it's fantastic. Um, and Crystal was not really into this football game. She was exhausted. I think she set a single weekend record of napping on Sunday. <laughs> Um, you know, we talk about 63 passes. I think Crystal had three naps for 44 hours and 50 minutes or something. Hey, good for her, though, yeah. man. Like, listen. But she slept through the Colts' lone win of this season, right? I mean, big win for Indy. Um, a game that, honestly, the Chiefs had for most of the football game. You thought the Chiefs had this football game. And the Colts just, their defense found ways to keep them in the game. And their offense broke through when they needed to. Um, big win for Indy. They it is a game that had to be won, and I think we all kind of were looking at that spread last week, and we're like, "Does Vegas know something? Does Vegas know that this? Why? Why is this spread so close?" Vegas knew something, Josh.
0: Well, and so, like, you look at this Colts team, and, like, let's be real. So, I think one of the things you have to do is look at the division which they play in, okay? So, then the Titans at home very well could be a win. Then they go to Denver. Well, no one's scared of the Broncos right now. Like, just no one is. That offense, we'll get to that offense. Or maybe, should I say, lack thereof in Denver, So that's a winnable game. Then you got Jacksonville at home. That's a winnable game. You go to Nashville. So the Colts and Titans are done playing each other in October, who we thought those were the two teams for NFC South. That's a crime, by the way. Right, That is a crime that we're not getting a Colts-Titans game later in the year. But then they have the Commanders, the Patriots, and the Raiders. Like, you look at that. You could be sitting here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, very easily an eight-game win streak right now for the Colts. But like the Colts season is in front of them, right? A hundred percent. And you know we we called the Colts dead
1: a couple of weeks ago. Like this team's dead. And then I'm like, oh well, they're one and two. And I keep forgetting that they ah oh, they tied. I hate I hate the tie, but they did, and they're one one and one. That's. What- and here's,
0: here's the other crazy part. So the Colts will have five out of their six division games played before Halloween. That's insane. Because they've already played the Texans once. They've already played the Jags once. They played the Titans week four. They play the Jags again week six. The Titans again week seven. So they're 90% almost of the way – through their division schedule by the time you even get to November. Yeah, so and
1: then they then the lone division game that's left is the last game of the
0: season against the Texans. So you look at this Colts' schedule, if this is going to be the Colts' team that shows up, that Colts' defense came to play on Sunday. Like, right. you hold the Chiefs, you shut them out, you hold them to only three points in the second half. Like, that, that was a defensive win, for the Colts on Sunday. Now, the other side of that, the Chiefs got some stuff to figure out here, man. Like yeah. that often, but again, you sit here and you're like, okay, week three with really what is brand new weapons for Patty right. Mahomes. right? Like he's not used to throwing to these guys.
1: And I feel like we're going to say the same thing about the Chiefs as we did about Miami and the same thing we said about Buffalo. With Patrick Mahomes is your leading rusher at 26 yards. That's, again – you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is supposed to be this featured back that they got last year, and we really have not seen him break through like everyone was expecting, and uh, I think that would really help this Chiefs offense. If you could rely on the run game and then allow it to set up your passing game, I think the Chiefs end up having a lot of success that way, um, but... Who knows? We don't really know what is Clyde Edwards Hilaire yet. I don't really and does he even fit into this Chiefs offense because this Chief Chiefs offense is gun, go, 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 get down the field. Um, so but again, big win for Indianapolis. You know, you we talked about getting Jonathan Taylor more involved in the offense, and they did that. 21 carries is around the area that you want. Now we only had 71 yards. He did not get in the end zone, but, you know, well, it's not good for uh, fantasy owners. It's
0: not good for fantasy owners, but I think the thing that you have to look at with that is that when you give Jonathan Taylor 21 rushes, it keeps that defense honest. Because if they can sit back and play coverage on Matt Ryan with the wide receivers, he has as good as Michael Pittman Jr. is like, you can play coverage against the Indianapolis Colts and you're going to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Like it's just it's that simple. Where when you start going 21 carries for 71 yards for Jonathan Taylor, now all of a sudden they have to respect that run because the second they don't, Jonathan's going to break one uh deep and next thing you know, he that 21 for 71 is more like 25 for 125 right exactly. very very easily yeah, um, yeah. I, I the eagles man, like they just keep winning football games yep i and i'm going i'm going to say this i'm going to say this right now no i will probably get some flack for it i think the eagles are the most fun football team to watch in all of the nfl right now yeah i mean with the now, granted, they they scored all their points in one quarter, like so. Let, let's you know be a little bit realistic about what this
1: was. That and but, that's insane. If you would say, okay, we have the, the Eagles won 24 to 8 and scored all 24 points in the second quarter, that's insane. You
0: look, Jalen Hurts 22 to 35, 340 yards, three tutties, Devonta Smith eight receptions, 170 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, like the weapons that this Eagles team has on the offensive side of the ball is just absolutely insane. And then, oh, just in case you forgot, you have Miles Sanders in the backfield, who granted didn't have a huge game, but so far he's right at that top 10 mark for attempts and yards so far. And if you're going to have a top 10 rushing game and you pair it with that passing attack that they have, boy, do they become tough to stop.
1: Yeah, and they also got a very good defense too. You know, the Philly really struggled on the defensive side of the ball last season, especially in that secondary. And now, you know, Slay is probably one of the top tier, sec, you know, safeties in the league right now. Um, you know, he is playing at his best. You know, we saw it in Detroit. We knew that it was a possibility that he could play. But now he's putting it together. He shuts down Justin Jefferson week two. has another great week. I think at one point during this game, the Commanders had like negative two yards of offense. And the Eagles had like 380 yards of total offense or something ridiculous. Um, the The Commander, we saw exactly why the Eagles moved on from Carson Wentz and exactly why the Colts moved on from Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to Carson Wentz. And when you are asking Carson Wentz to throw the ball 43 times, that is not a recipe for success. Um, The commanders have the weapons to be decent, but they are struggling. And I think they're going to continue to struggle with Carson Wentz at
0: quarterback. Well, I think another thing you have to look at is that offensive line for the commanders, nine sacks for 58 lost yards, which then if, I mean, if you can't, you can't pass block, they really couldn't run block. I mean, 87 yards. Carson Wentz has 22 of those on scrambles. So you take away those you're looking at only 65 yards rushing on the week for the commanders. Like, the Eagles are, so far to me, the most complete team in the NFC right now.
1: Yes, right I, now.
0: I, Granted, it's early; it's Week Three. You know, we're one sixth of the way through the season. Lots of grandeur and thoughts of glory coming back to Philly. I get it. I get it's early, but give me a team that's playing better than Philly right now. That there's not one. I, it's that right, simple.
1: Right in the NFC, I would say in the NFC, you know um that this this is the now do we say they're the bills or do we say they're the Miami Dolphins of the NFC. You know? See, I
0: almost think that they're more the Dolphins because they're so young. They have so much young talent around there that, okay, once you get to winning time, what, what do you have? I think That's the question that you have to ask. Kind of like the Dolphins. Like, great, okay. Now the Dolphins took a huge step this week because, okay, yeah, you're 2-0, you haven't really played. Now let's see what you do against the Bills. What did they do? What Beat the Bills. What I am interested to see is when you get this Eagles team – in a I, now, granted they've already beat the Vikings once, but I really want to see them be challenged. And the thing is, I don't really see their next challenge because you look, they get Jaguar, they get Jacksonville at home this week. When they got to go on the road to Arizona, Arizona's not been great. Then they get the Cowboys, which at Cooper Rush, I you know I. Right. And then they have the Steelers, Texans, Commanders again, and then the Colts. I am very, very excited for Sunday of Thanksgiving week, Packers-Eagles. I think that could be a very, very fun football game to watch. Yeah. Um, but, I, hey, he, the thing that I keep going by is both Jalen Hurts and Tua – those two Alabama quarterbacks who everyone said weren't going to translate to the pros. They're not going to be successful. They're only successful because of the system that they're in. They're kind of smacking all that down and saying like, Hey, it's not just the running backs from Alabama. It's not just the wide receivers from Alabama. It's not just the defense from Alabama. These quarterbacks can play too. And I, that's refreshing to see some of these younger guys coming in. Um, boy, Has there been a bigger letdown performance on the year than what the Chargers had on Sunday?
1: Yeah, and I would say a lot of it had to do with the lingering injury of Justin Herbert. Uh, He did not look comfortable in the pocket. His throws were not as spot on, which I I am sure had to do with his injury. Um, But man, the Jaguars... Now, again, do we say that the Chargers have home field advantage? Probably no. not. Um, but, man, the Jaguars went into L.A. and laid the smack down. And now do we look at the Jaguars a possibility of someone that can
0: win that AFC South? So here's one thing. And granted, I know that James Robinson had his 50-yard rush. So half of his yards came on one carry. That That's always a little miss leading when you have a running back who has a huge rush, then you're like, oh well 17 carries for 100 yards. okay, but really that 16 rushes for 50 yards and then he broke one. So like that's now those 16 are part of the one I get all of that. But the interesting part about the Jaguars this week was that they simply did not turn the ball over. And if Trevor Lawrence, can learn in that system to not turn the ball over, to trust what the defense gives him, to trust his rush. Because here's the thing, he can move as well. And you look, a very well-balanced week for the Jaguars, 262 yards through the air, 151 on the ground. So that's a nice balanced attack there for Jacksonville. And my and I get the Justin Herbert injury. My bigger concern coming out of this, is that Chargers defense. Like everyone was talking about Chargers defense this, Chargers defense that. We we were as guilty of it as anybody. Yep. They didn't show up. And if you're going – like this is a game, if you're the Chargers, you could look back on in late December being like, wow, there's a game that cost us.
1: Yeah, and I think a huge part of – the Chargers defense went down on Sunday. Joey Bosa, correct, just today now put on injured reserve, planning to have surgery. Um, that's a huge loss. Uh, Torres groin, uh, not a fun injury by any means. And now they're hoping that he returns at some point this season. That is not good news. That is from Brandon Staley, uh, saying that they he is hopeful. And the expectation is that Bosa will return. Uh, I just, if he cannot, that's gonna that's gonna hurt that defense. And now all of a sudden, when you said, "Oh well, I can't double team Khalil Mack because I have Joey Bosa on the other side," now all of a sudden, Khalil Mack is your only real threat as a pass rusher. You can double team him, and now all of a sudden, that defense does not become as daunting without Joey Bosa.
0: And when you take away that edge rush, that Chargers defense becomes vulnerable and playing in that division that they play in, what we thought was going to be this great outstanding division again. Now I like, I'm still sitting here. Granted that I, no one in this division looked good this week, not a single one. Look good. And so what we thought was going to be this great division is kind of, right now is the NFC North a better division than the AFC West. I was that was my next question, Josh. Like, I mean, I, I I I know we're both biased right now, but you look the Vikings, the Bears, the Packers, shoot, in all reality, the Lions are playing better than I would say three out of the four teams the AFC West, I think that this division, again, we were as guilty of it as everyone else. It was so hyped up. It was, th- this is the next coming of, and it just, it hasn't been. So one loss doesn't kill you, but again, that what's more than likely a season, indie, season ending injury to Bosa. I mean, you don't just come back from that. Like that's. Yeah.
1: That, yeah. That's and that will now- like all of a sudden, now the, you know, you look last week, the Titans beat the Raiders, the Jaguars beat uh, the Chargers, and then the Colts beat the Chiefs. So last week, the AFC South were kings over, you know, that AFC West that we all thought well, this is going to be the division. And now we have to stop and think and say, Not so fast, might not be, so we'll have to wait and see how these uh, develop. Oh, by the way, we have uh, really quick, we have breaking news in the NFL world. Um, Obviously, with the devastating hurricane uh, that is hitting Florida right now, um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Uh, has offered to host if the Chiefs-Bucks game has to be relocated. I feel like Minnesota's or Detroit are, like, the go-to if a game needs to be played elsewhere.
0: Um, Well, here's my question, man. Like, and I don't – I assume that you've seen pictures of what's going on down there. How would they possibly even consider playing down there at 72 hours? There's sharks sharks swimming down the street.
1: Right. Uh, It's – You know, right now we we do our, you know, we're thinking and thoughts and prayers definitely go to those people down in Florida. That is not a fun situation. Y'all got
0: sharks in your streets,
1: right? It's not, you know, craziness. So there's some news uh, popped up on my ESPN. So.
0: Speaking of popping up, is Russ ever going to cook? I
1: think, I don't think so. I'm telling you right now, this was a team that was so hyped up that has w- not been a- impressive. And outside of a Dan Orlovsky-esque running in the end zone safety that Jimmy Garoppolo pulled on Sunday, I truly think that San Francisco ends up winning that football game.
0: I really do. But I mean, I, their offense is just it's, – it's not there. And from – a selfish fantasy perspective having Javante Williams and Russ Wilson and Jerry Judy on my lineup, like fellas, let's get it together, please. Although we did get the win. We'll touch on that. We did get the win. Thank you, David and Joku, but 11 points. You know what? It reminds me of
1: Josh, a Matt Nagy esque offense. Is yeah, what it-
0: it's horrible. Yeah.
1: I Are just, people going to stop
0: falling for it?
1: But it, it's it's really given me, like, when I watched that game um, on Sunday night, I really it really, truly reminded me of watching the Bears offense. When Russ is throwing to receivers, there's no one wide open. There's receivers covered up on every play. And if there is a receiver that ends up being wide open, then Russ misses him. And, you know, Eli Manning made a comment. On Monday night, they should have paid $235 million to the punter because the punter was the player of the game. Um, Russell responded this week by saying, I've beaten Chad Powers three times. Um, for those of you who don't know, Chad Powers was uh, Eli Manning's alias when he tried to walk was on was
0: that was that one of the best like 15 minute videos of all so time
1: that was hilarious that nobody knew except for the head coach and right and the scouting guys are like man
0: I hey I, I, I see stuff now that chad powers keeps like yeah like, i would yeah, hope yeah so. you should. he's a two time three times super bowl winning quarterback two times like quarter. i look at the broncos and man if they don't put together something like you have a two and one broncos team that's going on the road to vegas And they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs against an 0-3 Vegas team that has looked completely inept the whole year. What is that telling you about the confidence level that people have in this Denver offense?
1: Yeah, not much. Uh, I, I really am telling you right now, as we sit here right now, there's no more... Of an overrated team in the NFL than the Denver Broncos, and I think it stems from the coaching staff down. I think you saw it uh, week one when uh, they refused to call a timeout, let the clock wind down, and then next thing you know, you're kicking a 61-yard field goal as opposed to giving your 235 million-dollar man an opportunity to get you some more yards. Um, I think that's a lot to do with coaching. I feel like the the Broncos locker room has a little bit of lack of confidence in their head coach, um, and I think Russ is really lacking his own confidence. I don't think he's really gotten comfortable in playing in Denver yet. Uh, I don't think he's gotten comfortable playing with those receivers, even though he's got great weapons: Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Um, you know, I, I just don't see it coming together yet. Does that mean it will never come together? No. But I just don't see it right now. And I just don't think you can um call the Denver Broncos a very threatable, like a threatening team in the NFL right now.
0: Which again, you want to say it's early, but but the problem with keep like early never gets here. Like that that's always the problem. Like People want to say, oh, well, it's early this, it's early that. Yeah, but like you look at the Broncos. Okay, so you got to go to Vegas. That's tough. Then you have the Colts coming in, which right now I would say probably coin flip on that one. Then you have to go to L.A., and then you have the Jets. So, I mean, really, you like you got to get this figured out and you got to get this figured out in a hurry because you paid all this money for Russ. And here's a, like we touched on it in our season preview. That was a whole lot of money to pay for a very quickly aging Russell Wilson. Now, could Russ turn this around and be like, hey, this is week three. We're going to get it figured out. And then weeks four through 18 go on a tear. Yeah, he could because I still think he has several good years in him. But the problem is, is right now there is nothing. I mean, they've scored 17 points, 16 points, and 11 points. Yeah. There's nothing there that says, oh, we're going to break out anytime soon.
1: Yeah.
0: Speaking of breaking out Do you have any concerns About Justin Fields
1: um, I don't And here's why I'm not ready to panic yet Because of the situation Right now It's a new offense There's not a lot of weapons On the outside Outside of Mooney Um, I'm more concerned about Luke Getze's offense, if we are just a run-first offense or if we don't feel conf- confident in letting Justin Fields let it loose and rip the ball downfield, um, I'm not ready to panic on Fields, you know. And again, when you're, running, when you're running the football so well for over 250 yards, that has not been done in Bears history in 40 years, Josh. The last time the Bears had over 250 total yards rushing was 1981 or something. 1980, yeah, 1981, 1982. It's, it hasn't happened in 40 years. So, yes, that was a different game. Everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, well, everyone was running the ball back then. You know, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton. Um, yeah. However, if you can run the ball for 250 yards, I would say you just keep doing it. There's no reason to put yourself in a position to throw the ball. And he was making mistakes. He made two mistakes on Sunday. Um, But I'm not ready to panic yet. Again, we're learning. This is a new team, young team, new offense, new coaching staff. And we're learning and we're two and one. And I will learn and be two and one every day of the week and you know your three games were against the 49ers the packers and then the texans who that's a win that should have been a win um and you got you again those are games you need to win in the nfl they did not convincingly but you don't have to win convincingly as long as you win the football game that's all that matters the bears defense is playing well well enough to win you football games roquan had a game this is why this guy, you need to give him, pay this man his monies. Back up the Brinks truck. Yes, give him, pay him. 16 tackles and the game-clinching The game clinching interception to put your, you know, Carlos Santo in field goal range to knock it through and get the win. Um, Again, big win for the Bears. I don't care if it's against the Texans. I don't care if it's it against the Packers. I don't care if it's against the 49ers a win is a win in the NFL You are scheduled to play these teams. You got to play them every Sunday. And we've seen every week, there's been upsets. You win the game, you move on, you go on to the next week. That's what the bears did. Big game on Sunday against New York, um, on the road, big test for the bears, um, big letdown on Monday night for New York. Um, huge loss on the outside for them of Sterling Shepard. Um, uh, it definitely tore his ACL, pro- definitely out for the season. So now, to me, it's you contain – Daniel Jones is a rusher, man. I mean, he showed it on Monday night. He can run the football. And Saquon is – he? dare I say he's back because I think he is. Um, you contain the run game for New York, and I think you're going to be – make Daniel Jones into a passer – And I think you can be successful, but I'm not ready to panic on fields. We're two and one. I couldn't be more happier. We're moving on to Sunday uh, in New York. And I think the I think the bears will be ready. Okay. Do you want to give, are you going to give your side of the story?
0: I think what you said about being more worried about the, offense and the play calling has a lot to do with this, but like the numbers, like if you look at the numbers, they have to be alarming because, and I wanted just his season stats so far through three weeks, through three weeks. 23 of 45 297 yards two touchdowns four picks the four picks is what concerns me because when he's being given the chance to throw the ball his decision making is questionable now where do i go with that number one I go back to last year, how Matt Nagy kept him so defined and so limited in what he was allowed to do. He was not able to make those mistakes last year. I still look at this as Justin Fields' rookie year.
1: Right. I agree.
0: Because as much as, okay, yes, he played the majority of the year last year. That's fine. But this is a brand new offense for him. This is a brand new system. This is brand new vocabulary. He's, he's having to learn everything. You know, a, a lot of people don't understand how much there is in an NFL playbook. Vocabulary is different. Route trees are different. Cadences are different. And now you're taking a guy who was so defined last year and you're trying to move him in this one direction. But I, I don't feel like they're giving him a chance. Yeah. And that's, I don't, when you're only throwing the ball 10 times a game that, that worries me because yeah. just as much as you say, Oh, well, a team can't be one dimensional with the pass. Well, the team can't be one dimensional with the run either. Like I, th- this is still 2022 NFL. Like right. you still have to be able to move the football. Right. And right now, I just don't see that ability to move the football coming from the Bears. Now, Khalil Herbert had a great game. He did. Montgomery's situation worries me because as great as Khalil Herbert played, he's not David Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I agree, but I think that Khalil Herbert is a, a great fill-in for Montgomery. Uh, I'm not saying he is Montgomery, but I thought we saw on Sunday – You know, when you can run a ball, run the ball like the Bears did against a defense that knows you're going to run the ball. To me, that's pretty impressive. When you run the ball that well, um, making guys miss in the open field and um, getting over the goal line the way he did, I'm 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 happy with Khalil Herbert. Um, But again, I think Montgomery kind of dodged a big injury on Sunday. So I think this is a situation we get through a couple weeks with Khalil Herbert and we get Montgomery back and I think we'll be in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah. And again, like I, who knows what the Giants actually are? I mean, I, it's a coin flip at this point. Um, But you look, I mean, Bears go in as three point underdogs on Sunday um, in a game that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit like they're going to have to be able to spread those defenses out a little bit. And I, I don't know. I mean, I am still worried on if Justin Fields is able to do that. Yeah. Hey, the Packers beat Tom Brady though.
1: Yeah. In the regular season, Tom's like, go ahead. You can beat me in the regular season all you want. I don't Right.
0: Play. And that, so the the thing that would take away from this, number one, um second half Aaron Rodgers looked a whole lot like playoff Aaron Rodgers, uh, just not very good. Um, but again, like I think you look the at the end of the first half, um Aaron Jones had that fumble. That I mean, the Packers were gonna go down, and score another touchdown, so that very easily would have should have been a twenty-one-three game at halftime. At that point, the game's over; like I, it's just over with that Packers defense. Um, but what I enjoyed was seeing Rogers finally get these younger wide receivers going a little bit. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs getting his first career touchdown pass. You know, I, and what I loved was. Um, so Rodgers on McAfee yesterday was talking about how, you know, Lazard and just the Alan Lazard story about how he's like a real workman wide receiver, how he's really like a blocking wide receiver, but he's helping these guys make good decisions. You look, Ton had a pretty good game. Lazard still 45 yards. Cobb had 57. But, man, getting Romeo Dobbs in, eight catches, 73 yards, and a tutty, Sign me up for it. Um, but again, I mean, it's this Packers defense that's winning them football games right now. Like, right. I, I mean, I picked them up in fantasy because yeah. why wouldn't you? I mean, especially going this week when they got to play the Mac jones list Patriots. Yeah, and that yeah. seems like a really good pickup. So if you can pick up the Packers defense in your fantasy league, I would probably suggest picking them up. Now, having said that, what are the Packers defense going to do? They're going to give up like 35 points to whoever. I don't know if, you know, Bailey Zapp's going to start or uh, Hoyer's going to start whichever one. If the Packers defense can't beat them, then they don't, they're just frauds. But you look, I mean, holding Tampa Bay to 285 yards at home. Well done. I mean, just well done. Their, their rush defense plays played well. Their corners played well. Uh, just an overall good win for the Packers. The offense will get there. It always does. Um, and it's starting. It's unbelievable, man. I know people hate them. Which, by the way, I do. Can I bring up one thing from the past? Like, can I bring up one thing from the past? I went back and I listened to um the podcast from right after the 49ers beat the Packers last year in the playoffs. The just complete sureness in your voice that Aaron Rodgers was not going to come back to the Green Bay Packers was unbelievable. You're like, no, he's never coming back. We never have to see him again. Uh, So I just thought that was fun. Now, all of a sudden, if you look at the Packers, okay, you get a huge break with no Mac Jones for the Patriots. Game you should win. Giants at home. Well, actually, Giants in London. Game you should win. Jets. Game you should win. Commanders. Game you should win. So that being the case, the Green Bay Packers should be 6-1 going into that showdown with the Bills. What blows my mind is on Sunday night, uh, the Packers-Bears game, Aaron Rodgers said like, yeah, you know, this shaping up to be a lot like last year. You know, we struggle week one, get healthy week two against a divisional opponent, got a big week, week three to kind of set us up for the rest of the year. Man, okay, like it's – I, I like the man is zen or ayahuasca high. Like I don't know what it is with him, but he's just got a zen-like mentality with this football team that it's unbelievable how it plays out but man like i keep going back to this defense it's in our lifetime have you seen a pack uh, you've watched a lot of packers football strictly because they're in the same division i cannot remember a defense like this
1: i would say the the closest defense to this was probably back when they had Peppers and Matthews and A.J. Hawk, um, Woodson, you know, that was...
0: Oh, the team that won a Super Bowl?
1: Right. They, that was the best... Oh, yeah. How long ago was that?
0: No, I'm just saying, like,
1: could this... Could this... Well, I, I mean, the last time the backers had a defense, they... They, they won the-, the Super Bowl. Right. They you know, won-
0: and that's... I mean, here's the crazy thing, right? So, I just bought a new Packers jersey, Christian... Do you know who I bought? A defensive player. I bought a defensive player. Who?
1: Let's see. Uh, There's no way you guess this. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um.
0: If you guess this right, I'll take you out to dinner.
1: So, defensive player. I gotta. I I gotta pull up the roster because I'm not as. as roster. I'm going to
0: say. Uh, Let me give it a one guess. Like, this is entertainment here, folks. Like, Limke for dinner on what Packers jersey? Okay, so I, I, I got, got it.
1: In. I got it narrowed down. Man. It's either... Could it be Rashad Gary? Could it be? Could it be Jair Alexander? Could it be?
0: No, listen. There's one on there that will. I will never buy a Jair Alexander jersey.
1: Okay, so that he went to Louisville. All that. Okay, I, I did not know that. So that's. So you know what? I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say I love this. Preston Smith.
0: Dude, you actually said it the first time. Could it be Rashawn Gary? It Uh, is a Rashawn Gary. But it's, again, like I'm sitting here and I'm like, I would rather have a Packers defensive player right now than a Packers offensive player, which is wild to me. So, again, not great on the offensive side, but the plus side on the defense, just out. I mean, you hold the Tom Brady. I don't care who Tom Brady's throwing to. You hold them to 12 points. You're doing a job, especially on the road. Right, no doubt. But much like Shakira, as I don't want to talk about our picks, just like Shakira doesn't want to talk about her taxes. Anyway. Oh no, no, no. I <laughs> uh, come on. No, she- yeah, pay your taxes. Uh boy, you know, we, we talk. <laughs> It's, it was a bad week to make a parlay. And I, it was just a bad week in general for our picks. I mean, for the first time, so we've been picking now for like 21 regular season weeks of NFL football. First time I ever finished under 500. Wow. Like I, this week, seven and nine for me, eight and eight for you. Papa Russ throwing down at 10 and six. Well done to Papa Russ. Yeah. Um,
1: Got to eat crow this week, right? Yeah, we do.
0: I mean, like, he just came in and he kicked our tail. Like, because, Christian, every once in a while.
1: That's right. Every once in a while. (laughs) Every once in a while, right? Um, But, But so what do we do? When a guest picker beats us, we don't have one the next week. We
0: Correct. So we're like, no, we're show. done. <laughs> no, like we're, we're not about to get shown up two weeks in a row. And I can already see just like people just hating on that, being like, "Well, you guys are lose." Yeah, okay, we're losers. Like we know this.
1: Yeah, it it's hurts, not- guys. This is our podcast. No right. one comes on our podcast and pushes us around. There's
0: also just the undeniable fact that it is ten o'clock on Wednesday night, and, and we're no- probably and no. Nobody wants to be awake right now.
1: Not even my wife. Breaking news, we had sources close to Christian Lemke that said his wife was going to be the guest picker. Not even (laughs) she wanted to do it because she is tired and she was ready to go to bed. So here we are with guest lists on a Wednesday night. But that's okay.
0: Honest question, there are some very, very intriguing football games this week. Okay, really quick, before we
1: get started, I have a protest of this week. Okay. The fact that all these games are being played at noon and there's three 3 o'clock games this week, that's it. Three 3 o'clock games this week makes me angry. For someone that has three TVs, I need like five this Sunday. And it just
0: makes me mad. Right, but we get a fantastic game Thursday night. Dolphins yep. in Cincinnati. I mean, listen – this is this is put up or shut up time for the Bengals right now because I Dolphins are three and zero. They want to look at Miami or at Cincinnati. Hey, what you had? Wait, that's us now. We're them. I like Miami in this one. I like Miami going on the road. Give me the Fins. We'll
1: see. And this is, it all comes down to Tua's health. You know that he practiced today. Um, The only reason I know is because Barstool Cincinnati posted some illegal videos of Miami practicing at University of Cincinnati because of the hurricane. They're practicing there this week. And some students were taking videos of their closed practice. And Dave Portnoy said, are they going to take it down? And they posted a GIF of a guy going, nope, we're not taking it down. Um, So if Tua plays, which this spread is – astounding to me that Cincinnati minus four again Josh again Josh what does Vegas know what does Vegas know is Tua not gonna play is Tua gonna play and if Tua does play is he not going to play well all of a sudden now there's lots of questions and Cincinnati rocking the white Tiger uniforms on Thursday night the white helmets all white uniforms I really want Miami to wear their all blues. I think that would what a fantastic. It's like color rush all over again. Oh um, no. Right? The ugly, like please we had- no.
0: Please no. Like, was there anything right worse, like a worse uniform idea than the color rush from the yeah, NFL? It was-
1: I just go back to the Chiefs and Rams when it was like ketchup versus mustard.
0: Like, I think the only thing that baseball has probably done better than football over the last like five years is like baseball's like city connect, like the Wrigleyville uniforms for the Cubs, the South Side for the Sox. Like, right. each city has a really cool uniform. I don't feel like the NFL really hit the nail on the head with those color rush uniforms. At I like
1: all. I like Cincinnati's uniforms, and I Josh like Cincinnati at home. On Thursday night.
0: Well, I think you you have a great point there. Like, if Tua doesn't play, this football game is completely different. I so I'm going to go with the idea that Tua's playing, and I think that Miami wins on that one. Uh if Tua doesn't go back up in Miami's Teddy Bridgewater,
1: which is about the same type of quarterback as you know, Tua. Uh really kind of fits in well. What a great and I think that's how every NFL team should be. You find a quarterback that is as close to your starting quarterback that would fit into the offense in any situation that you need. and But I like Joe Burrow on Thursday night at home. I'm going with Vegas, and I'm going with the Be- White Tigers on Thursday night.
0: Vikings and Saints. Oh. It's at 8.30 in the morning, baby. I know. Let's so go. the first official game that has been – ship to London. london um i'm gonna take the vikings here i i don't trust the saints defense to be able to cover justin jefferson i feel like that's going to be a huge problem for that new orleans secondary give me the vikings
1: i think there's been some crazy things happen in london games you know a lot of things happen long trip when do you get there Do you wait to go? Do you go early? Do you get accustomed to the time change? What do you do? How do you handle it? Um, Crazier things have happened, but not not this Sunday. I'm going Miami. Miami, Minnesota, I think they cover. I think they win. I think Justin Jefferson has a big game. Um, Question marks surround Dalvin Cook in that um, dislocated shoulder. Fantasy owners need to keep an eye on that. but I do like Minnesota on Sunday morning. Gotta love that, Josh. Sunday, wake up, you know, fix yourself a nice bowl of uh, Reese Puffs or, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch because we're... Are you five? I, I'm a five-year-old in a, in
0: a okay. 30-year-old
1: body. Hey, as
0: long as you admit it, we're good, man. Yeah. Um, Browns. And Dirty Birds, uh, Browns going in as point and a half favorites on the road. Surprising, right? To say the least. Um, but again, it's the Falcons, and I like. I have a pretty solid rule here. I do not pick the Falcons, so give me the Browns.
1: Yeah, I like how the Browns played on Thursday night. I uh, got a long week uh get guys healthy. Now again, Miles Garrett. We you know I'm Mr. like Dark Cloud talking about injuries, but Miles Garrett flipping his car. Uh-huh. That that's something to be said on that Browns defense. Um now again we don't I'm I'm glad he's okay first and foremost. You know, we don't want to be sitting here saying it's all about you know football. But it hurts that Browns defense, but I do like J- the way Jacoby Brissett is running that offense. Um, I like the Browns on the road. I think it is gonna be a close game. I do agree with the spread. I would stay away from the spread on this game. I like the Browns though to
0: win. Commanders and them boys. I listen, I Cooper. color me, yeah, color me surprised that Cooper Rush has come in and played as well as he has. I mean, he's come in, again, he's not setting the world on fire, but he's not making those costly mistakes. Um, Again, the commanders, I, man, man, oh man, uh, they're not good. And I don't see any world that they get good anytime soon. So I'm going to go ahead and take the boys there in Jerry world.
1: Yeah, and the thing about Cooper Rush is, is you know he has CD Lamb and we all wanted to know will he find a wide receiver to pair in Denver or in Dallas with CD Lamb dude Noah Brown man he is becoming almost he's playing like a dude and he's almost becoming like Cooper Rush's guy like if if every quarterback had a oh I'm in trouble I'm going to look and throw it like throw it up to you would all think CD lamb, but no, you know, really uh, Noah Brown's playing great for that offense and Tony Pollard. I, as much as I have uh, Zeke on my fantasy team in the LR weekly league. And honestly, I think Tony Pollard's RB one in Dallas, man. I just think he provides a little extra than Zeke does I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Cooper Rush. I agree with you, Josh. The commanders are not commanding in any football game that they're playing.
0: I was almost right. Like, we we were so close.
1: Was what? Oh, about Detroit? About
0: the Dan Campbell-led Detroit line. They are so close, dude. They are so close. And when this team learns how to win – Dude, that like it's not going to be good news for anybody in the NFC North. Seattle, uh, woof. Like, they are just not playing good football right now. Give me Detroit at home. Minus I, I think they cover. Um, and I think uh you uh, have a fun little Sunday in the motor city.
1: Yeah, and I again I like Seattle, or I like Seattle offense more than I do their defense. I think their offense can put up points, but I don't think their defense can stop anybody. Uh, Geno Smith makes mistakes. Um, There's not anybody outside of DK Metcalf. Yeah, Lockett is kind of – he's okay this year, but I like Detroit at home, so you know what that means. You probably should
0: pick Seattle. Titans at Indy. I – This the the importance of this game cannot be understated, period. I mean, this is like for playoff wise, which is crazy that it's week four, and we're talking about this, but again, like we talked about for the Colts that they're done with their division almost in four weeks. Like, I mean, this is a huge divisional game for these two teams. Um, if the Derrick Henry from last week showed up, like I was watching. Uh, the game a little bit, and I just texted dad, and I was like, "Ah, uh, I think the king might have found his crown last weekend. If that's the case, like the Titans will seriously test the Colts this weekend. The Colts have to lean on Jonathan Taylor this week. Yeah. They have to ground and pound. You're at home, get out to a lead, let that defense do its thing. I'm going to take the Colts, but again." I think this spread at three and a half is right about where it should be. I think this is a very close game. I think this is a very entertaining football game. But I think right now, since it's at home, I'm going to give a slight edge to the Colts, but would not be at all surprised if the Titans beat them.
1: Yeah, I Josh, I'm picking Cindy's Titans this week.
0: Look at Cindy's Titans.
1: Uh, and the reason I'm picking the Titans is this is like a game where you you come off a high, you beat Kansas City, you, you know, all of a sudden you think you're world beaters. This is a big letdown game, I think, for Indianapolis. I think that they get humbled in this game, and then the next thing you know, you know, now you're you're looking at, oh boy, now we're in the bottom half of the division. And it's going to be tough for the Colts if they don't win this football game. And I'm, But I'm sticking with Tennessee. I like Henry in this game. Uh, what a battle between running backs, So on Sunday afternoon in Indianapolis. Henry and Taylor.
0: I of- throwback game a little bit. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is, like, all right, so you think about the Titans. Like, they had Eddie George. And, like, at the same time, the Colts had Edger and James. Now you got Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, just some fantastic – running back matchups there and that classic rival I don't it, we can't call it a classic rivalry it's been a rivalry for like what 30 years right. um anyways Jacksonville I'm sorry but it is currently time to fly eagles fly on the road to victory fight, fight, fight. I, I got the eagles I mean I think they win this game by 14 if not 20.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Eagles as well. Uh, I think this is the Jacksonville Jaguars letdown game. Big game, um, you know, coach going back home to play against the, you know, the Super Bowl winning coach, going back to Philadelphia, you know, win one for the Gipper, Mm-mm, not happening. Justin Fields has a day. Um, Justin Fields? Justin Fields.
0: He's, Jalen Hurts. Hurts.
1: I was looking at the next You are looking
0: game. at the next game and the fact that I have already yeah, checked in New York Giants. Giants win the football game, period. I do not feel like the Bears have enough offense to go on the road and win a football game. I, it's that simple. I don't trust that offense. Now, if they go out, they score 30 points, I will come on and be like, yeah, I was wrong. Like, yep, they found the offense. Until they find that, I can't ride with them on the road.
1: Those of you that can't see me, I'm I'm showing binoculars. And we are hunting. We are finding that offense this weekend, boys and girls. The Bears are coming out. They're coming out hot. They're going to be throwing the ball down the field. You heard it here first. Big big play on the offensive side is coming on Sunday afternoon in New York. You're going to see play action deep bombs. You're going to see Mooney in the offense. You're going to see Komet catching the ball over the middle and you're going to see Herbert running all over the place. I don't think Montgomery plays. Doesn't matter. Herbert has a big game. Bears defeat those jolly green giants.
0: J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 invading the Biscuit Man's territory in Pittsburgh. Dude, this is a massive game for Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, Matt, like he has to play well. I, there's already calls for Kenny Pickett. Me right here. I'm calling for Kenny Pickett. Um, but if he can't perform against the against the Jets, yep. get him out of here. So, get
1: you, him out. so you're going Pittsburgh. Wait, I'm wait. going Pittsburgh. You are.
0: I'm going Pittsburgh. But if Trubisky doesn't play well, yes, sir, we have trouble. Yeah, so I'm. P.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you right now. Um, so you know, me and my mom, big Trubisky. Like you always got to root for Trubisky. I do feel sorry for him. You bought a jersey. I did buy a jersey. I do have a Trubisky jersey. I don't care. I'm a. I'm a Bears fan. I'm gonna ride with my quarterbacks no matter how many we get.
0: Was that like a cheap one, like made somewhere, or was that like legit NFL shop?
1: No, I I get him. I got a guy. I got guy. I, yeah. We
0: all have. a guy. yeah. Like, yeah right. I, I I I got your guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got a guy. So um, you know, it's an NFL quality jersey. I just didn't have to pay crazy money for it. You know, it's a
0: Mitchell Trubisky quality NFL jersey.
1: Right. So looks it's, good.
0: I, looks good, but
1: not the real thing. Right. So um, this is you heard it here first. I'm picking the Jets. In an upset, and it's Kenny Pickett time in Pittsburgh. I just – as much as I love Trubisky, um, watching him on Thursday night really struggle against that Browns defense, um, not being able to put up points, not being able that to – That was make- not
0: fun football to watch, by the way.
1: No, it was not. And I'm telling you right now that if you lose to Joe Flacco – Joe
0: Flacco!
1: And those New York Jets – um which I'm that's my upset pick of the week and I've I've looked at that game today and I just I truly believe I truly believe that if Trubisky does not play well in this game they lose this football game it is a, it will be officially Kenny Pickett time in Pittsburgh
0: might be the game of the week yeah. Buffalo and Baltimore Buffalo goes to Baltimore Buffalo still three point favorites on the road in Baltimore, man, I, I am so excited for this football game, man. Like, th- there are certain games that you highlight each week, and, like, this one is just starred, circled, highlighted, everything. I mean, you got Lamar's Ravens, Josh Allen's Bills, smash-mouth football at its finest.
1: How is this not a 325 game of the week?
0: How is this not a Sunday night? Like, I get Kansas City, Tampa Bay. I get that, and I get that that's more – glitzy and glam like this has to get some sort of love, man. Um,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Romo and Nance
0: were Nance on. Are on this call. Yeah. I, I'm going to take Buffalo. I think it's going to be a huge bounce back game for the bills. I think the bills have to get that bounce back after the disappointment out of Miami. I think they do get that bounce back performance. So I'm going to take the bills to get the job done in Baltimore
1: yeah I I think that this is a this is a game that Baltimore's been putting up some points man they're scoring some points this is the first real defense Baltimore has seen and if you're going from you know the Bills are going to be able to figure out Lamar Jackson is going to run the football. And if you shut him down and make him a primary pass quarterback, I think it's a different game. Um, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. I think it's going to be a close game, but again, I I just wish that this was our 325 game of the week. And it's like put that
0: one at 325 instead of Broncos. But yeah. I know, I know On Vegas, you have to give them that. But honestly, I feel like this game should be a 325 well before New England and Green Bay.
1: Well, yeah, New England, Green Bay gets Nance and Romo.
0: So wow. Chargers and Texans, listen, if you're L.A., this game against Houston cannot come soon enough. I think this has to be a get right game for the Chargers. I think it will be, um, I think... Could see a big game for Austin Eckler here. Uh, give me the Chargers,
1: yeah. I'm taking the Chargers too. Um, this is a game if you're the Chargers, if you don't win, then all of a sudden it's time to hit the panic button as well. Um, which is not would not look good for my Chargers winning that division pick at the beginning of the season.
0: Listen, if they lose this one,
1: yeah, I just what I'm saying, it, it's true trouble so but i don't think they do i'm picking the chargers
0: cardinals and carolina again like i just
1: i'm really surprised on the spread of the of the panthers being one and a half point favorites i get that the cardinals haven't looked that impressive
0: but they still have kyler murray
1: yeah exactly like
0: you still have kyler murray which is why i'm gonna take arizona but again cross-country trip tough uh but give me arizona
1: yeah, and as a um in my not in the LR weekly league, but in another league, I have Christian McCaffrey. And what happens this week? Pops up on injury report. Oh, shocking. So shocking. Um, and especially if he can't go on Sunday, that's a huge loss for the Panthers. Um, I was very surprised by this spread. Again, maybe Vegas knows something we don't, like they normally do. Um, but I would like to think that the Cardinals are gonna win this football game.
0: For the first time all year, I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers to win the football game. Yeah. I just like this is one to me, man. That I I just don't think New England has enough offense this week against that Packers defense,
1: especially in Green Bay. Now, if this game's in New England, different story. Um, but being that it's in Green Bay, um, I'm picking Green Bay, and I'm picking Green Bay. Mm-hmm to cover the nine-and-a-half-point spread. I think the Packers win this game by three touchdowns.
0: It could get out of of hand in a hurry. I don't say that about a lot of Packers games, but I do think that this one could get out of hand in a hurry. Uh, Broncos and the Raiders. Again, this is a must-win game for both of these teams. Josh, at the beginning of the year, we're thinking
1: this is a great matchup. And it went from a great matchup to the game we would probably like to ship it to London London. because this offense of Denver is no good um, or it hasn't proven to be good yet. The Raiders have not proven that they're the only 0-3 football team in the NFL. And if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I'd say, you're crazy. Devontae Adams, like, insane. That's
0: insane. So... (laughs) I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Um, I think it's time for – I think Devontae and Derek Carr get it figured out this week, so give me the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going Raiders too. I don't want to pick with you all all these picks, but I I can't pick an offense that only puts up 11 points um, at home. I just – I can't.
0: This Sunday night, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Here's the thing about Tampa Bay. I, I okay. I get it. Might be played in Minneapolis. What fine. Here's the thing. I, Tampa Bay does not have offense right now, and I the whole thing it came out this week. Tom and Giselle have been living in separate homes for like it's not there is trouble in Tampa Bay. I, I will say it again. Tom should have stayed retired.
1: He yeah. should have
0: like he should have gone out. When he did, I think this team is going to be in shambles by week eight, week nine. Yeah,
1: I, I still think there's a chance he retires midseason.
0: I do, too. I, you watch his demeanor on the sideline. It has completely changed. Give me Kansas City going on the road. Two straight home losses for the Bucks. Very, very real possibility.
1: Right. And, again, we don't know if this is going to be played in Tampa Bay or not uh, due to Hurricane Ian. So, I'm going Kansas City, too. I think they have to get right this game uh, after that loss in Indy. Um, so, I'm going Kansas City.
0: Monday night. Boy, what a fun one on Monday night. Yeah. Rams, Niners, huge division implications. And, really, really a statement game for both teams. Yeah. If L.A. can go on the road to San Francisco and get a win. Huge. If San Francisco can, you know, finally get over that Rams hump. Like it seemed like the last couple of years the Rams have been the hump for the 49ers, especially in big games that matter. Give me the Rams.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going San Francisco on this one. I like them at home. Um, I think that, you know, that secondary is going to have to stop Cooper Cooper Cup. I mean, that's – that's that Rams offense. That's that safety net. I like San Francisco at home to beat the Rams.
0: Uh, my lock for this, I, mean, I, I hate to like, – I'm going with Packers. I mean, I just – I feel like there's a lot of question marks there in New England uh, that aren't question marks in Green Bay. So, with that, I'm going to take the Packers.
1: Uh, my, my lock of this week mm-hmm. is Minnesota – In London, I think they're going to win this game by two touchdowns. I really, truly do. Um, I don't care if there's Dalvin Cook or no Dalvin Cook. I just don't see New Orleans scoring points, being able to keep up with Minnesota.
0: Well, and with that, folks, that is week four. So we thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back with you next week. For week five, until then, enjoy the football.